Hi, my name is Zara. And my name is Maisha. And you're listening to That's What They Said. Where we break down the them versus us narrative. We're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Podbean. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at That's What They Said Podcast and on Twitter at What They Said See It. We'd love to hear from you. In today's episode, we're discussing immigrant guilt. So if you're someone who lives away from their family in another country and you've come here for either work or school, then you're definitely going to be able to relate to this episode because what we mean by immigrant guilt is essentially that feeling of not being able to experience the life that we have back home where we grew up as well as from being away from our family. Yeah. Yeah. And we're, we're kind of going to be talking about that immigrant guilt versus just um, the independence that we've chosen in the experience, the, experience, the opportunity from the independence that we've chosen to live in a home abroad from our own home. So Marsha and I, as you guys know, we live in Canada in Vancouver and we both came here to study for university. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I have lived here for how long? I'm always bad with the years. Not I've lived that. here for eight years or nine I've years? I've lived here for eight years. So you've lived so here nine for nine years. years. Yeah, I've lived here for nine years. Actually, eight years. We're all almost here for a decade now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've been here quite a while. And yeah, we were like 18, 19 when we left mm-hmm. our families. And I think between the ages of 18 to to like now, 25, whatever, you make a lot of opportunities. Like you make a lot of memories with your families, right? When you're yeah. just like day-to-day living together. And while we've had the chance to do that with them just when we go home for summer break, I think we've missed out a lot yeah. on family life. A lot, a lot of events that have happened, a lot of tragedies that have happened. We've missed out on so much. So I think Maisha and I always talk about this. Like we have this huge immigrant guilt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think this week I was actually thinking about it more because my grandmother passed mm-hmm. away four days ago. And um, although if I'd chosen to even live in another country or, you know, I don't know, closer to home, like, I don't know, Dubai, Singapore or London, mm-hmm. uh, I would still be not be able to be there for them but sometimes I feel like we live in Vancouver we're so far it takes about two days to get home uh, with the time change and the flights and everything that you know it's just hard that when you can't be there with your family for those moments and I think one of the primary reasons for my guilt and I'm pretty sure Zara's the same is just thinking that some tragedy happens in the family and you know they need your support yeah. And you can't be there. Yeah, I think that is the main reason why I feel that immigrant guilt mm-hmm. because, like, Maisha, my father actually passed away and I was, um, not now, what, like two years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was in I was in Vancouver and I was actually, that day I was working and then we were planning on going on a hike and I was actually had a Halloween party mm-hmm. planned that night and all of a sudden this happened and um, my father passed away, got news that he passed away and it was such a struggle trying to figure out, like, do I, do I book a flight now? What do I do? Like, how can I be there? Will they hold his body until I get there yeah. before burying him? And there's so much that goes into that. Yeah. There's so much that they have to work around you because you're not there. Yeah. And, which, and which doesn't feel fair to, to the rest get, of your family. Yeah. And to give some context, uh, we're both Muslims. Mm-hmm. And in Islam, uh, usually you should bury the body. Um, as soon as the person passes away, just because it says that, you know, otherwise the soul is yeah. in pain. Yeah. Um, but, because we live so far, you know, we we want to wait, like, you know, yeah. and I, I bet, like, you want yeah. to just... you want to see the body before it gets buried. You want to 
just feel like you had one last Not chance exactly. to see that person. And you're right, man. Vancouver is far. Yeah. Little did I, like, if in 2011 when I was coming here, if I knew that, like, I'm literally going to the other side of the world, I, I wouldn't just, I don't yeah. know if I would have done it. Because, yeah. like, even back then, it was even harder. Like, there wasn't a lot of flights that were going. Yeah. There's huge, like, stopover. So your flight was essentially, like, 36 hours. Yeah. So you wouldn't be home for basically three days. It yeah. Would take three days. Like people have had like full fledged days and yeah. you're still in the aircraft. And even now it feels like such a struggle. It is. And we're, we're so far. So I think, um, so, you know, like I've, I've some, some of my high school friends, they live in UK mm-hmm. and in London, you have a direct flight to yeah. Ottawa, right? And I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I think that, oh, maybe I should move consider moving to UK or or just somewhere where there's a more direct yeah like I can be home probably within less than 12 hours right yeah because right now it's like when your parents or your family is in some sort of struggle or tragedy or whatever every hour counts exactly right so and and not only that like I feel like for example um uh Eid we celebrate Eid in, yeah. um, uh, in our in our religion, our culture, and it's such a the whole point of Eid Idul Azha and Idul uh, Idul yeah Idul Fitr is that you celebrate it with your loved ones, right? Exactly, and, essentially the Christmas and Thanksgiving of the uh, Western part of the world. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, and so for Zara and I, I mean, for the past few years, what we've been doing, except for this year because of COVID, we couldn't. But for the past few years, I think we've been, um, we could we have made our own family here in the sense that our, we, you know, our friends and we have our support system. So that's our Vancouver family. Mm-hmm. And we usually hold like a potluck where everyone, you know, brings an item and uh, cooks something and we dress up. We wear our desi clothes and, you know, we sort of get that feeling of home, but it's not the same. It's not the same. Right? No. It's and, not the same as like waking up to your mom's cooking. Oh, delicious. Or just like your cousin. <laughs> are coming over yeah. your family's coming over you're gonna go to people's and places. you have traditions right like say my family my dad's the oldest of his family members mm-hmm. so it's a tradition every morning one by one his brothers come over and like their family oh, over, and then nice. at night we go to one of their other brothers family so there's like certain traditions yeah. that you miss out yeah. on yeah and yeah so it's not the best and i always keep saying like i wish my parents were at a distance where like when I hear people in America, in Canada, like, like, oh, I'm going home for the holidays. I'm going home for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Like, we can't do that. I can't go home for Thanksgiving. Like no. long weekend traveling is not an option. Like two days already gone on flight. Yeah. And yeah. Those moments that you're, for example, um, so my younger sister, when I left home, she was, oh wow. She was so young. She was like, mm-hmm. sorry, she was 15. Mm-hmm. She was 15 at the time. And in these eight years, she has finished high school. She yeah. finished undergrad. And, and for all my high school friends, they all always tell me that we can't believe she's grown up. Because yeah. when we were all growing up, she was a kid. Yeah. And even for my family, she was a baby. And mm-hmm. now she's she's working. Like, I know, She's right? doing like, a job she now. She basically became an adult while you were yeah. there. And, yeah. And I, and I feel sad because I couldn't be there for her grad or... To see her through, to bunk her through undergrad, that you know, your yeah. <laughs> things like that, you know, little sister things, and and I'm just like I or to support her and stuff, and and it makes me sad that we're not there. And the same thing goes because my older sister lives in Sydney, Australia, so we're pretty scattered, mm-hmm. and we talk about it that you know I'm missing all these moments, you're missing all these all my moments because she's the same, like yeah. finished undergrad, living her life, but and I think this is this is something that comes with age, where I'm realizing now that I, it it would be nice to have more family yeah. in one area. Oh no, yeah, for sure. And just to have like different ages of people around you, like parents, kids. Yeah. And like while you're talking about your sister, I was thinking, um, one of my friends actually, her sister is moving somewhere with her husband, mm-hmm. uh, moving away from Taka. And then they were posting, they posted something on their story with each other saying, we don't know when's the next time we're going to be together. Right. And I think about that and like, 
I didn't. I don't think I've thought about that when I came to Canada for the first time, Me like either, in 2011. Yeah. Like as I was boarding my flight, I was thinking like I'm going to like make my future. I'm going to learn. I'm going to get a degree. At that point, I don't think I thought like when will, when is the next time that we're all going to be together? Yeah, and it's never happened. Yeah, like since then, there hasn't been a time when we all lived in the same place at the same time. And I'm sure same with you, with yeah. my sister in Australia, yeah. one yeah. in Bangladesh. I, I, which is which is why like every winter I go back home. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, because that my my parents said it to the both of us who live abroad that you know you need to come because that's the only time we can be together as a family. Exactly, so my sister yeah. comes from Australia, I go from Canada, and. Um, you know, every year flying, it is an expensive undertaking because oh, yeah. flights are about two to two, two thousand dollars to two and a half thousand dollars. That's a lot of money, but you still do it because yeah. you want to see your family, and those exactly. are precious. What two, three weeks that we get? Um, yeah, but- it's actually my sister's birthday today. Oh, and happy this- birthday, Anita! <laughs> happy birthday! And I just realized I haven't been there for her birthday for the last like nine years. Oh my God! Same. Yeah. I haven't been there with my family, and I haven't spent. I actually only spent the last two years mm-hmm. with my family because only in the last two years I went in the winter mm-hmm. after having graduated. But otherwise, I think no other birthdays were with them. Yeah, I it's know. Sad, it's sad. For me, I think, and my birthday, I'm always in Bangladesh because it's New Year's and that's <laughs> the best time to go visit your family in Bangladesh. Mm-hmm. But I also hate birthdays. So I'd rather be there for other people's birthdays than have my birthday celebrated with them. So, I'm, yeah, that's pretty sad. Like, yeah. And my sister and I always had these plans, like, we're going to do this, this, this together, this business together. We're going to work together. And, like, it never happened. Even when we were in high school, we'd be like, oh, we can go to university in the same area and we can live together. That also never happened. So, I think, I guess. Yeah. So, I guess. Life the what, what you <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, no, I think so. I think so. To some people listening, if, if you're yourself not a same or if you are, I guess, because, you know, why why do we come abroad, right? It's, yeah. it's because in our culture, and we're just here speaking from South Asian culture, it could be the same for a lot of other Asian cultures, uh, African cultures could be the same, but, you know, um, for our parents, it was important to give us a good education. Yes. Education is so important in South Asian culture. You've probably seen in a lot of memes and stuff that, uh, <laughs> well, I think something came up, oh, right, when Kamala Harris, so this is a side note, but yes. Kamala Harris is the new VP, right? So, and because of her, she's half Indian, so mm-hmm. half South Asian, um, there was a meme that, you know, Kamala Harris is, is VP and then her family's going to say, why couldn't she be president? Yeah. Because, <laughs> because you're second, why didn't you become first? Exactly, yeah. And that's a good point. So, like education and being the best in education is a thing for, yeah, our, and, for our family, our and, culture. And I think it's because our parents instill that in us, that value of working towards that and working hard towards that, that when the opportunity arises uh, to send your kids abroad for a better education because they can get something. If I if I can, and the, if them as a parent, that if I can give my child something better, I will. And that's any parent's feeling, yeah, right? Exactly. So, so it's like almost a metric of success. So yeah. we're sent off abroad to study so that we can become something in our life, so we can get opportunities yep, yep. that we might not have had in Bangladesh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and uh, and that that's why we do it, right? Yeah. And then of course it's a choice whether you have whether after graduating whether you want to go back or you want to stay here forever. I mean, mm-hmm. I personally don't know yet whether I want to stay here forever. Yeah, me either. For one thing, I know I need to find a way to get closer to my family because this is too far yeah it's i i can't like that's that. actually something i started thinking about because of you because you're always saying like if i could be somewhere closer where it's not such a struggle to see your family yeah yeah, yeah and that's when like yeah vancouver's fun yeah and <laughs> as much as vancouver's beautiful canada's beautiful and yeah 
honestly, Canada has given me so much, yeah. so many opportunities, the ability to live in this country, live in this land. I'm thankful to the people here. But, you know, I, I want to find a way to be closer to my family. Yeah. And, and, and I still don't want to see, see myself settling down here forever, yeah. which is why I, I, I don't know. So I think more than asking why did you come to Canada, I said why are you staying in Canada? Yeah. I'll ask you that. Yeah. yeah. Well, so for me, when I think about it, um, like, okay, so my parents keep telling this to me a lot. Uh, you should move because <laughs> they don't think the older one will move and I'm like like move back to Bangladesh yeah, yeah same. they're like move come here we're here and I'm like great um, but uh, why do I stay here huh I think it's okay, a hard question yeah, yeah I think uh, I think I stay okay I stay here because first of all I think as a woman you have a lot of freedom here than you do back home 100%. Uh, like smaller things like um, when I dress back home um, I'm not a skinny girl so I am more conscious, a lot yeah. more conscious. And yeah. in order to, and people just stare. Oh my goodness, yes. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like, the, they don't move, the stare doesn't move. <laughs> it's, it's quite uncomfortable, yeah. Yeah, and so then I resort to like probably wearing like a long as cloak or basically, because I just don't want to look good you in any You don't want to attract attention yeah. that way. So yeah, so it's, it's just a lot more limiting. And, it trans- so, and I personally, because traffic is so bad, mm-hmm. I personally would rather take a rickshaw or... Uh, walk or you know but transit is not the best I've taken bus yeah but transit is not the best option either so and then career-wise honestly there are a lot of opportunities back home mm-hmm. if I want to switch so I, I don't think that's necessarily the, the the point but I think it's just as a woman there's a normal freedom and then a lot the way in my upbringing there were a lot of other factors yeah. which played into me eventually saying that you know deciding to have some distance with certain individual certain family yeah, yeah. and stuff so it's sort of like i want to live here but that's the thing i don't know if i'll stay in canada forever yeah um, i think like it's, it's nice to hear you say all that because i feel like my experience is almost so different from yours in bangladesh mm-hmm. because um i would say that i'm a bit more privileged in my upbringing in bangladesh yeah. than you were so in the sense like i feel like i feel like in bangladesh if you come from a like a decent amount of money like yeah. there can be a lot easier for you. Yeah. So for me, I don't have to really deal with the struggles of using public transport mm-hmm. or even driving myself in Bangladesh. Like, yeah, because like, I, I, I yeah, drive like, my mom drive, time, yeah. right? Like actually drive in Bangladesh. So I think I'm really privileged in the way that like I have a lot of household. I have uh, chauffeurs. En- enough chauffeurs that we never really have problem getting places, and that um I haven't I don't have to use public transportation. Yeah. And while that's a bonus for me, at the same time, it's also it's also like that's one of the reasons I don't want to live there is because I feel like that kind of life really takes out a lot of um, motivation in me. And I feel very, I get too comfortable and get too lazy in that lifestyle. Right. And on top of that, it's like a, a different level of dependency almost because mm-hmm. sometimes my sister and I are talking and the biggest problem of her day is the struggles she's had with trying to coordinate her, her house help, trying to coordinate her driver. She's late to work because her driver didn't show up. She's late to work because um, uh, she's stuck in traffic, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I don't want to depend on people because Bangladesh doesn't have the infrastructure like set up, like the, the transportation yeah. infrastructure set up. Like there isn't efficient uh, public transport. So, it's not safe. It's not timely. Like, and if we it's, call, what do we call the buses? We did, right? Like, they're, <laughs> oh, like we call them a, like tin buses. Like they're almost like lopsided and falling over. So <laughs> you're scared, right? Like, I mean, it's so funny you said that because when I'm in Taka, I, um, so I walk most, and then I use rickshaws, the yeah. three-wheelers most. Um, so it's so funny. This past winter, I went home, and um, I remember my mom and I, we were taking the rickshaw to some place, and then we're literally probably a three-minute walk from that place, but yeah. we're 
fucking stuck in traffic. <laughs> I was like, Mom, yeah, why did I I'm getting down. I'm like, yeah. we're getting out. Yeah. We got off and I, we walked, right? Exactly. So, yeah, I think that's a good point because we hear two different perspectives because I've had a completely different side. Yeah. And um, I think I've just realized, yeah, mm. a lot more freedom for me is here. So I think, like, dependency for me, I just... I like being accountable for it, even if I fuck up something or if I mess up something, I want to yeah. be accountable for it. So I don't want to be late to work because my driver didn't show up, right? So yeah. stuff like that. Even though a lot of people are driving now by themselves in Bangladesh. I'd right? love to go back home yeah. for my mother to feed me. I mean, <laughs> feed me, it's not like she's actually like feeding me, but yeah. I mean, like, for example, when stuff gets cooked and, yeah. you know, the my maid is the, so. <laughs> the, the cooking, the mom's cooking, yeah. mom's cook, the mom, my mom's cooking, yeah, uh, yeah. and... I feel great. Like, I don't have to cook and stuff. But yeah. I think that's the thing, right? When you leave home, um, and I think this whole experience for, and this is, I think I would like to say it applicable for all the types of students, that when you leave your home or your home country and you go to a different country, that whole process, because you kind of have to start adults. Well, not necessarily, but yeah, you start have to adult yeah. overnight because even when you're in your dorm or whatever, right, you kind of have to figure out, okay, my, I'm getting a certain amount of money, how to spend it, uh, groceries and laundry, yeah, exactly. and then you slowly kind of like... care of yourself when you're sick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it teaches you a lot. Mm-hmm. And... Um, my younger sister, she's, you know, she went, did her undergrad back home. She lived with my parents. She's still living with my parents. And I, this is why she's, she aspires to come abroad for her master's. And uh, we, we support that not only because, you know, of course, get a higher degree in higher education, but also because like that experience is so important. I think because it, it teaches you that opportunity mm-hmm. of learn like learning life skills and life administration skills yeah. you don't necessarily get it by living at home and I think but I think that that would apply for so you people yeah, here exactly. even in Canada right yeah, I think the culture here is that you usually leave home when you're 18, 18 or yeah. whatever right but it, it, the same like if you're living in Bangladesh you're kind of always under the umbrella of your family yeah regardless of where you are yeah. and similar to what you're saying you have more career opportunities or like your career opportunities don't really change much depending on Bangladesh no, here. No. I think that's very different for someone like me in engineering because mm-hmm. um, there's not a lot of engineering opportunities yeah. for girls in Bangladesh and even when I applied for job postings in Bangladesh when I was looking at possibly living there a lot of them said like only males can apply because in civil engineering you have to be on site a lot mm-hmm. and the whole culture around females in Bangladesh, like, they don't really want girls so, on see, site. That's one of the things my older sister tells my parents, that yeah. she, she's in engineering too, and she's like, I just don't have that many opportunities to come yeah. back, right, for work. And then my dad argues by saying, oh, but if you go into academia and education, exactly. like, I don't want to be and a my sister's like, I don't want to become a professor now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but that's the thing, that's where you have limitation in the choices, yeah. right? And, like, my friend who used to work in Bangladesh, as in, she's also an engineer, but I don't know if she worked exactly in the engineering field, but her and her husband, they both worked in Bangladesh, and I'm actually so jealous of them because they're so 100% certain that they don't want to move back to Bangladesh, that they want to live in Canada, right? Like, we have our reasons for living here that we just talked about, more opportunity, more independence, mm-hmm. more whatever, right? But they're so 100%, not 100 I don't know if they're 100%, but they're so sure that they want to live in Canada, whereas you and I both are kind of on that level where, like, we, we have, have a lot guilt. of we have a lot of immigrant guilt. Yeah. And on top of that, we don't see ourselves permanently living in Canada. We it's sometimes too find far. it too slow. We sometimes yeah, find it too yeah, far. We do. yeah. And sometimes we find the peace almost too peaceful. Like we want a little chaos in our lives, right? I so agree <laughs> yeah. with that. I mean, yeah, so I'm not jealous of her. I'm talking about Jennifer if you're listening, I'm talking about you. But like there she's so certain that she wants to live here and like mm. she really likes the stuff, the the benefits of living in Canada. And obviously she has immigrant guilt too, but like 
I really want to be there. You know, I want to be like, I love Canada for this, this, this reason. I don't want to live in Bangladesh. The truth is, like, as I said, I'm a little bit more privileged in Bangladesh where I have my own family business. So I could work there. I have a lot of good stuff. More entrepreneur, the more, more entrepreneur you can be active. Yeah, and Bangladesh is a great place if you to have be an the connections and the yeah. money to, like, do business there. Yeah. So I think, like, I'm always stuck between the two. And also yeah. the biggest thing, going back to immigrant guilt, is just not being there for family. Like, I get so upset sometimes. Just, I'm the last to find out about so many things. Like mm. something happens in a family, not just bad stuff, like even good, good stuff. stuff. Like I'm the last person to know, and I'll find out three days later. I'm like, oh my god, that happened. Why didn't you tell me? So you I'm know, also very bad it's it's, it's funny. Uh, when I was in high school, so my older sister went off to Australia. So we do that. We not tell her bad news and stuff. Yeah. Because she's so far away. So when I before I came abroad, I was like, you are telling me everything. So I kind of now know. Yeah. But I was like, because I saw that with my sister. Yeah. I was like, nope, you're not doing this. Cool, this oh, okay, that's good. Yeah, no. Yeah. But uh, I think. I think, yeah, so overall, I think then the question is, I guess I'll ask you, mm-hmm. um, have you ever considered bringing your parents here then if we can't be there right yeah. now? My my mother is like, she doesn't want to live here because she doesn't know anybody here, right? Yeah. First of all, like she has that, um, she has that, her family's there, she has cousins, mm-hmm. there's that, she works there, she has a purpose in life there. Yeah. And like she has certain benefits that she's developed over the years. So if she comes here, what's she gonna do, right? Like yeah. she's very and Vancouver there's not a big Bangladeshi community and I personally don't know the Bangladeshi community. Yeah. So I wouldn't even know who to introduce her to. There's no family here for us. I think it would be a completely different story if we lived in New York or if we lived in Toronto or something like that. Where there's a bigger Bangladeshi community. Perhaps. Yeah, but yep. like my mom's gonna be bored to death. She's just gonna hang out with me alone all day. <laughs> she needs purpose in life. Yeah. My mom's yeah. she's been working since she was so young and she's still yeah. working to this day at the age of like sixty two. So I, what would she do with her day to day life? I think for for my parents, it's the fact that family mm-hmm. and it's their country, yeah. right? Like, for example, things like, I think, you know, like, after a certain age, it's very hard for you to get f- to familiarize with the new territory, yeah. right? Like, now it's like, my mom goes out, she knows where to go, what to do, how to get a, you know, a rickshaw, or where, yeah. where when she's driving, which lane to take to, yeah. to get somewhere, and all of that. After, like, my sister was like, what, 50? And now it's, I think, harder. Yeah, so, like, we're going to make them go through a whole other immigrant struggle. At yeah. At the age of, like, 60. Exactly. And it's not fair, in yeah, a way, right? Just because we have our guilt in, and essentially selfish because mm-hmm. we to make ourselves better. But people do that, of course. When, they, when parents become older, you, yes, because I think after a certain age, parents become quite old. So they need us more. And in exactly. our culture, it's very common that when parents become old, you take care of them. Yeah. Um, and we love that. That's one yeah, of my favorite things about our culture. And uh, we do that because we don't want to leave them alone. And exactly. yeah, so they, I think I think at that point, it's a bit more easier yeah. for them to even come adjust because they realize that, oh, now the benefit of going abroad has outweighed the benefit of staying home because I need my family to yeah. live, right? When they're older, much older. Yeah. But I think what now... About, like, do your parents want to come here? Like, my mom at this point is like, what am I going to do there? She wants to come for vacation. Same. But, like, not my, to stay here. <laughs> my mom actually just before COVID was like kind of like became big in Canada. She was here visiting me in February for a month. And it'd be it'd be like kind of like weird because in well of course it was great. When I say weird I mean I'd be off to work the whole mm-hmm. day and then I come home and I'm like, what do you do? She's like, Yeah, I kinda like napped and then prayed and then walked and yeah. went for walks and but I could see she started getting bored. Yeah. After a month she was like, Yeah, I kinda need to like Your mom was still nice about it. My mom would have been like, What are you doing? Why am I here? Why did you bring me here? <laughs> she would be so mad at me. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, after a point I think they just become bored. I think right? if I had a bit more connection to the Bangladeshi community and if um my mom knew one or two other people, I think they'd oh. be fine. And oh, to add that, like because I have some yeah, I know some true. people in the Bangladeshi community, but 
for my mom, I think, and my parents, they don't have family here. My mom's siblings are back home, right? And their parents aren't living, but their parents' graves are back home. They want to be able to visit that, go see that, that connection. And you know how you were saying that, like, for a lot of Bangladeshi families, living abroad is a metric of success? Yeah. My mother, it's not. She, she doesn't understand. She just doesn't, like, what's the, she doesn't see the glamour in living. Same. In living abroad, like, living, like, a lot of times, like, oh, I have to go to Bidesh. Bidesh is, like, abroad, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, like, oh, that's, like, a goal. My mom is just, like, what's so good about it? You can, you have to struggle all day. You have to work for somebody else, blah, blah, blah. So, my mom is not at all fascinated by living abroad. Yeah. She does like the luxury. She does like the independence that comes to because she's also, she has lived in New York before. She lived there for 10 years. And um, she, like, she used to drive herself. She yeah. worked there, everything. So she knows that life. So she yeah. especially is like, what's so great about it? Why I have great life in Bangladesh? Why will I go there? Yeah, is yeah. And that's, that's a valid point, right? Yeah. And I've actually seen that some aunties also, like, be so obsessed. Like, oh, my God. Like, you know, oh, you want to live abroad and get that passport and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think, and I'm realizing, and I'm surprised, but in the last few years, my parents have, because my parents, especially when they see me, they're like, you finish your undergrad, you finish your master's, you're doing a great job. Just come back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> great. You're, like, pretty, like... Uh, and yeah. I was like, and my okay. mom has a different level of patriotism, man. She is just like, I should do something for your country. What's the point of doing That's something for a Canada? Point. That's what she. That's a part of our immigrant guilt too, because exactly. yeah. sometimes I feel like you know, like sometimes I feel like we're here, we're enjoying our life. It is selfish. Yeah, we're not doing anything for. Her. We're. I don't like. I'm trying to find a way to how am I giving back, or what am I yeah. doing to give back, right? So it it makes me feel. I mean, not that people, everyone working home, they're giving back. Yeah. They're not I mean, they're contributing to the economy, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean yeah, we can still do true. that. It's just like, but we get, the thing is like, we could do that. There's a lot you can do living abroad and do for your country. But it's just like, when you live here, you get so caught up in your life. Yeah. Like you're busy, like you call, you work nine to five and you're cooking, you're cleaning, you're doing laundry, you're meeting up with your friends, you're trying to work on some side hustles. And then you just forget about it. Like you you, you move on, you go, go on with your life. You try to squeeze in FaceTime calls with your mom and whatnot. And then you don't really think to do much, right? So, right. Like, you just get caught up because there's a lot you have to do when you live here. It's not easy. Right. Mother is right. It's not easy living in... <laughs> Mothers not easy. are always right. It's not easy living in um, living in a cold country. Like, there's actually this picture of my mom when we first moved to New York back in 1998. And we were standing outside of, like, a... I don't know, like, a, outside of a grocery store. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there. It's, like, freezing cold. We have, like, our jackets bundled up. And my mom's holding all the groceries. My sister's on, like, her Game Boy or something. And I'm just staring at thing. And I'm like... My mom, at the age of, like, 45 or 46, she moved to a completely foreign country with two little girls. Wow. And, like, she's a cold-ass country. She doesn't know that life at all. And I feel so bad. Like, it's from just that we live that immigrant struggle. And I think, like, someone who doesn't know that life at all. To, at that to age. To ditch everything and go there. Yeah. yeah. And at it's that like, age, yeah. yeah. I think because it's easy for us. You know, when we come here when we're 18, right? Yeah. And that's so such a, yeah, and we can learn a lot because our brain's just so, like, yeah. developing in a way, I would say, because so much culture we can absorb. It's just harder to do it when you're, yeah. like, you're in your 40s and 50s and stuff. So it's, it's, it's definitely a lot more struggle. And uh, when, I, when I, but, but you know, I just feel like, you know, we're not doing much. Yeah. And I think we're not doing much for our country, so that's something. But I, another point, I think, where, um, and this is with, I guess with, kind of related to peers back home yeah um that uh, i think sometimes some people uh, some when i say peers peers who haven't say come abroad to study you know have chosen to stay back home for any personal reasons or whatever reasons of theirs um and uh, i feel like there's this like sometimes a disconnect yeah disconnect in the sense that sometimes 
and I've seen this, that they it's, it's that implication that just because we are living abroad, mm-hmm. we don't know our country at all. Yeah, like for completely sure. don't know at all, right? And um, and I remember someone told me because someone was this was just like two years ago. Someone was telling me, "Oh, the buses are so this and this and that." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I know." And they're like, "No, no, no, you've been like not here for like five years." And I'm like, "No, but like I am okay. I've not ridden that many buses in my life." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but. Uh, but I have a few, mm-hmm. and uh, and I can understand. Uh, my mom, of course, is very basic. She's like she she will use bus if necessary. But uh, yeah, but when I remember my my friend was like, yeah, but you don't know, like you know, like you don't know. You love. And in a way, it felt like you kind of like alienated. Well, and yeah. and also like sort of like uh, how, what's the opposite of validation? No, basically, <laughs> yeah, because it was it felt like you kind of like did. Dismissing, dismissing okay, yeah, yeah. my experience of being a Bangladeshi just yeah. because I am living yeah, abroad. Yeah, when you've lived abroad for a certain number of years, yeah. they, they automatically kind of, yeah, they do, yeah. like, this is not your home anymore. Right, yeah. right. And, but at the same time, Canada hasn't fully accepted you as a citizen yet. So yeah. you're kind of like in the middle, like, Bangladesh is not my home, Canada is not my home, where am I? Yeah, but no, but see, of, of course, there <laughs> are a lot of immigrants who completely sort of, like, remove or detach themselves from the culture their mm-hmm. culture they get so assimilated here yeah and assimilation is good but there are some people i mean the whole term whitewashing right yeah, yeah, yeah. you become so integrated right that you forget your roots or whatever yeah but that's a different issue and that's not what we're talking about here but it's just that you know i personally feel like yes i'm living abroad but I'm, i still value and respect and you know yeah. talk about my culture even at work I mean, you know, mm-hmm. certain things that I mentioned or told my coworkers, oh, we do yeah. this, you know, just yeah, because yeah. I'm proud of it. And because I'm so far, I feel more connected to it. I, I try. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I really do miss living abroad. And, like, that immigrant guilt is not just for, you know, when we miss out on things with family, but also in general, like, the celebrations. Oh, yeah, like, like the really whole... Poil Abushak. Poil Abushak like, Bangladeshi New Year and... Bengali New Year. Bengali yeah. New Year. And, um, like, you dress up in saris, like, the cultural whole, saris. And the whole city and, is, like, lit up in, like, different colors. Yeah, and, like, and, like there's painting on very yeah. Like, very, like, I guess, more original food than our party food regularly. Yeah. And we have, like, the saris that we usually wear, not, like, Indian saris, but very Bangladeshi saris. Yeah. So it's, like, this this huge, like, culture. Like, you feel like you're missing out on your culture, right? Yeah. Like, you get so... In a way that... In a way, like, our, what our friends say, right? Like, you don't know the culture as much anymore it's like we actually kind of are getting distant from our culture right in a way because you and i don't you actually do have a quite a few Bangladeshi people that you hang out with here but us even though i have you and i have on other friends who are Bangladeshi, we're not like we're not very like focused on our right, culture because you know? i think the two the other Bangladeshi friends you mentioned they have families here yeah so, so it's yeah to be connected like we don't that. we don't yeah. sit around listen to bangla music we don't sit around when we're together i think no yeah exactly when we're yeah. together we do like different things yeah so like we like i just realized we have more thanksgiving and christmas dinners than we do other like diwali for say our other friend Apoila yeah Apoila like, look, we don't do that stuff right? but we, we, are, we are very we're Maybe very we, we are very loyal to our food yeah for well, example, true, we had yeah. Kachi, we had a christmas dinner last year and we had kachi biryani which oh, is yeah. the best biryani in the world by the way so yeah, well, it's long yeah after this year's thanksgiving dinner i was like i don't think i want to make turkey ever again <laughs> I think we're just gonna stick to biryani for for, for even it's for Thanksgiving. It's so much more flavorful. Yeah, and like it seems like like I like Brussels sprouts, but I don't want to have it. I don't want to have it, and I like sweet potato and Brussels sprouts, but I do not want to have it on a holiday. I want to have I it think, as a roasted vegetable on the side of a regular think, dinner. 
like turkey's so dry anyways off topic but <laughs> like for example um like one of the ways i stay connected to um for me like one of our, one of the biggest things in my culture is the very very bangladeshi food we have mm-hmm. on a daily basis yeah um like i am not able to cook the same thing every day but um there are a lot of basic things that i make at home or uh, whenever i go home i will literally eat home every meal if i have to eat outside i am so depressed <laughs> like i try meeting friends in between meals so you so, don't have to eat with them yeah, <laughs> yeah because otherwise or i'm probably like great i can come over and i'm going to have just normal dinner at your place yeah. no restaurant i yeah. remember cuz it it just makes me so sad cuz mm. every if i'm there for 3 weeks right and that's what like 3 times yeah that's like 63 meals a yeah. day for the whole day <laughs> every meal counts yeah, yeah, yeah because i haven't had that the whole year yeah. and i'm like stocking up for the next oh, year oh for sure i have definitely started appreciating bangladeshi food more ever since i moved here because mm-hmm. i was not a very like bangladeshi food lover yeah. but like i definitely appreciate it more now yeah exactly yeah. Right. i don't eat fair so it's hard but <laughs> no, but still there's so much yeah right? like even, even, even our, even our like party food is so fucking good delicious turkeys yeah <laughs> clearly that yeah. like turkey yeah i think like part of my other immigrant il- guilt is also just like missing out on hangout sessions like i miss shopping with my mom like oh really okay like, i was this never... memory building you know just like spending hours in gaussia or like jani chok or um, okay these are markets like <laughs> like shopping markets fabric markets cuz in yeah. bangladesh like we shop for fabrics and laces and buttons and then we make our own outfits we get them tailored it's a lot more exciting it's a process sh- yeah, right and so i lo- i'm just doing that with my sister with my mom and then just like eating even like eating in restaurants with them right like, mm-hmm. like eating in restaurants is a huge part of bangladeshi culture because we It don't is. have a lot to do so because like, it's a big I, city talk yeah. is a big city it's a food is a part central yeah, part and now and, and a lot of activities are opening up now but like at a point like your leisure was going to the mall and shopping yeah. or going to new restaurants and eating yeah. so like trying out new restaurants that pop out around your neighborhood was kind of a thing that I do with my mom too right so i do miss doing i like I, I and for example like you know like i'm and one of the things i miss is my younger sister's random baking sessions oh yeah um, she'll bake like cinnamon rolls like every winter i go and this is i Every winter I go, she's got some new stuff she started. Yeah. And I feel like I missed the whole year, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, and she's so excited mm-hmm. to bake with us. I mean, yeah. bake with to me and for us to eat her treats. And another thing that we three sisters do is, because um, uh, we, I don't, my family, we don't really shop. My mom doesn't shop. We don't really shop as much. Yeah. But one, one thing that three sisters we do is, um, Oh, one thing that I do with my mom is we eat street food. Oh, yeah. My mom and I will probably are running errands. And in between, we're like, mm, like, uh, that card has some great like snacks let's go eat it yeah <laughs> or my three sisters and i will uh, will go out for some um, fuchka rang what is fuchka mm-hmm. are please fuchka is the most there. delicious street food in the world <laughs> it's like little balls of goodness yeah <laughs> with chickpea not chickpeas oh yeah dal hunos yeah it's good look it up fuchka f u c h k <laughs> yeah thank god you it's delicious it's actually on our insta feed yeah on our feed yeah, yeah so if you want to know what it is go look it up it's pretty good yeah But yeah, like shopping, food, and even just, even watching like shitty reality shows. My mom was great. Oh really? Like coming home after hanging out with friends or after working or after from after coaching, like coming home and watching like Dancing Dear Dance <laughs> <laughs> or Starring Up. These are these are like reality shows and Indian channels because my mom and I watch a lot of Hindi movies together and we watch a lot of oh. Hindi reality shows and even like Hindi serials, drama serials. We just like it just played in the background of our lives, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So. 
relate. But yeah. I think so that's the thing, right? We just saw these, and of course, it's, I think to people who some people who are listening to this and who are not, and most of you are being probably not Bangladeshi, you're probably like, oh my god, like, of course, as a stranger, if you go to Dhaka, you will, yes, if I did not live and if I was not from Dhaka, maybe I would not be in Dhaka because it's a very crowded, mm-hmm. busy city, especially if, I, if someone from Vancouver, they will find it entirely opposite. Yeah. But, I loved how crowded Dhaka was sometimes because I feel like big cities, because Dhaka is a big city yeah. and uh, that fast-paced life, I feel like because there's so many people, there's there's a certain heart to a big city, yeah, right? And there's a certain warmth and hospitality with with everyone, yeah, right? So I'm not but saying... Contrary to popular belief that big cities are cold and... No, like, I think it's, we're realizing it's the opposite <laughs> here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's because it's home for us. I mean, we've had so many memories. And most importantly, we've got our families there still. Yeah. That's the biggest pull, mm-hmm. I'd see. And, and, and the thing is, at the end of the day, anybody who's choosing to stay abroad after finishing their education, you're making that choice either because of more opportunities, more experience, more independence, um, more freedom, yeah. right? And uh, and you want to explore more life. Or, for example, I have few friends who've... Uh, we, have, we have few friends who've um, stayed here for a bit, you know, but then they realized this is not what they want to settle yeah, in, right? Exactly. So they went home. One of our friend, one of our friends, she actually went back home this year, back to China. Yeah. I have a friend; she's planning to go back to Vietnam next year. And you know, they, I think these, these people wanted to get the Canadian experience, which is why I can't, I can't still, still say that I want to live here forever until you get that citizenship. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. but yeah, I mean, like my friends, they wanted to get that. Canadian experience, and then mm. but then they want to go back with their family, right? And like as as I even said that I think like I think what is really lacking in Bangladesh for both of us is like freedom because we want to go back home, but we don't want to go without citizenship because we know that we want that freedom that Canada has to offer to us. So that's like we're like confused generate confused people. Yeah, we are very confused people. Yeah, and like, mean, let's be real, like our parents are getting older. They're getting it really hits you. They're getting old. Like who's gonna look after them? My mom said she'll disown me if I put her in a uh, old home. <laughs> yeah, because so, it's not part of the culture. Tab- yeah, exactly. It's not part, it's not part of the culture. culture. And, like, who's going to look after them? Like, they're going to, like, like we were saying, they turn into the kids, right? Like, the, yeah, so like the parents, are, yeah. they turn into children yeah, as they get older. Uh, and I was telling her this week, because uh, my mom's mom passed away, and I was, like, thinking that, because um, we, we, you hear this a lot, that your parents become like children as they grow older so my mom is what she's like 50 and I think but my grandma passed away this week and she was just like um one day she, I was talking to her on the phone just a day ago and she was you know she'd asked me how are you how health and everything you did you eat and then she was like yeah and she started talking about her mom right she's like I'll never hear her I'll never see her and she started mm, crying no. at that moment I could feel that shift yeah right the dynamic shift where you start consoling your parent yeah. as a child because mm-hmm. it's not that they're whining no but they need their support, they need support yeah. to a certain they don't point. have to they don't have to put up those barriers of like I have to be strong from a child parent, all the yeah. time yeah yeah yeah, and, and you as you grow older, you see that because your parents are also growing older. Yeah. Right? So, and I think seeing that shift, it made me realize that, like, I want to be there for my parents. Yeah. yeah. So, just like, honestly, I'm, I honestly keep thinking always that I want to be closer because I am too fucking far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like, what do you do now to try, still try to, like, maintain that immigrant guilt in a sense or stay, still try to be there for your family even though you're far away? The guilt is always going to be there. Yeah. You live with it and it's, you, the only way you, you can get rid of the guilt is if you go back. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, I was asking, like, um, today I was just asking one of our friends, like, do you feel immigrant guilt too? And he was like, no, I don't feel any immigrant guilt. <laughs> I'm like, how? 
Because, like, for some people, they've always known that this was the goal, right? right. To move abroad. But maybe for us, it wasn't as, like, no, I or mean, we didn't know that we were going to stay think, back. Yeah, I don't think I yeah. ever saw that because, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I and this here. person that I'm talking about, like, they talk to their family all the time. Every day they talk to their family, um, like, Every decision that's being made, he talks to his family about. Yeah, that's uh, a great they, way to actually that, stay connected, true, exactly. right? Because I'm really bad with talking to my family every day. I'm not so the that's, best. That's probably what, it's on me, honestly, that why I'm blessed to find everything out. Because I don't talk every day. I don't call every day. So it's definitely on me. So I think, like, for me, one of the See, things you that, wouldn't have to put that effort if you exactly. weren't there. Yeah, exactly. Even within the hustle bustle of our daily life, you get to know what's happening in yeah. each lives. So I think, like, for me, what I try to do is, like, little things, like, Say my mom, she's diabetic, so she has this diabetic cream that um, she uses. So I make sure whatever happens, I get those to her. Like, I try to get her what she needs from here. Mm -hmm. So it's it's almost like making me feel a bit better about myself that I can't be there when she has a medical emergency. I can't rush to the hospital with her or something like that. Or I try to give her emotional support because I know I am more like her than my sister is. So I know that talking to me about emotional stuff is easier for her. Yeah. So I talk to her as much as I can. So I think like there's little things I do to try to handle my guilt as well as try to be there for my family, which is the number one reason we have this immigrant guilt, right? Yeah. But I always wonder like what more can I do? What can I do for my country? What can I what can I do just to be Very a hard. better like Bangladeshi foreign person? I don't know. And Give me ideas if you have people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's just hard honestly. Like I feel like there's no way to resolve the guilt or get rid of it unless you go back physically. Yeah. And um I've made my peace with it, mm-hmm. but you kind of there's a small part of you that feels like shit every day, yeah, right? Because I'm just like, fuck, like I, you know, I actually think about it that if I was back home right now during this lockdown, it would be so much fun. Of course, there will be times where I want to like pull my hair out because I'm stuck with my family the whole day. Yeah, yeah. but I'll be like, yeah, it'll be fun. Like yeah. I would, my sister and I will probably like be doing all this stupid shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom will be shouting or yelling, and yeah. then but she'll be cooking great stuff, and then we'll have probably movies to watch yeah. or just talk. And you know, I I miss that. Yeah, my older sister and I, because we when lockdown started, or I guess when the world went into lockdown mode, mostly and earlier this year, my older sister and I spoke about this because we were like, it'd be so much fun if we were all yeah. in the same house. <laughs> I know that actually is true, and on top of that, like the on the reverse side, quarantine has made us think about this more too, right? Not quarantine, oh, but COVID has made us COVID, think more yeah. because like we have very old older parents with other conditions, underlying yeah. conditions yeah. that could. Yeah. They're very like vulnerable to COVID nineteen. I've actually had a family member have COVID nineteen. Right, so, yeah. and I, I think, uh, for example, um, every year I go home, and this year I'm not because of COVID, and I'm just like, so upset about it because mm-hmm. I'm just like I didn't prepare for that, yeah, you know, exactly. and and I hate that. And my parents, which is why I think they're also like just come back, mm-hmm. you know. You never know what happens, right? Yeah, like, as well be together. I don't know. Yeah, definitely jealous of our friends here who live with their families. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so I think, yeah, in this episode, we sort of just wanted to, like, because I think for a lot of people who, th- this part of immigrant struggle, they don't hear about as much. Yeah. But I think it's young immigrants or who, who came to as international students or, and who are building their lives, most of us feel this. Yeah. Because that distance away from the family. Because at the end of the day, no 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 matter what opportunity or how much money or what experience you get, yeah. that will never be able to substitute for the time and for the moments that you're missing with your family. For sure. Yeah, I agree. Even if you're trying to make something of yourself here, yeah. trying to almost trying to almost take some pain and uh, like responsibility off of your family by becoming so independent, right. you're trying to do that. But at the same time, like, you know, like your emotional side is so important and that guilt is, 
it's just not going to go away. No. But, you know, like, as I said, I'm trying little things to try to be there for my family. Right. So, yeah. And hopefully when the quarantines and lockdowns lift, we can all visit each other freely. Yep. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this really chill and just discussion-type episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And stay safe, guys. Bye-bye. <laughs>